Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. The COVID-19 pandemic has been a topic we've discussed all week and today is no different. The pandemic has record numbers of employees suddenly working remotely to protect not only themselves but others. This transition can come with its own challenges for both the employer and employee. Today we're joined by Kim Hunter. She's the Director of Human Resources for People Corporation. She'll give us advice on how to make the transition smoothly, how to work with new distractions in our home, and how to stay connected as a team despite this new setup. That's today on Connections. Today we're joined by Kim Hunter. She is the Director of Human Resources for People Corporation. And today Kim is helping us to understand this new unprecedented environment that we're dealing with working from home. First of all, Kim, tell us a little bit about yourself and People Corporation. We have about... Uh, about 1,100 people from coast to coast, from Vancouver to Newfoundland, um, in all kinds of different um, areas, serving all kinds of different clients with employee benefits. And we actually have a division as well called People First HR, and that's where I began my career with People Corporation is I was a senior consultant there. And um, so... Uh, uh, instead of focusing with our internal clients, our employees, as I do now, I was working directly with clients in all kinds of industries across Manitoba and northern Ontario um, to support their employees. So you would know firsthand uh, exactly how difficult it's going to be for all of these people, um, not only within your company, but also companies across Canada, across the world, uh, as we all transition to working from home. As we go about this, how can businesses transition smoothly? You know, I think um, I think that question was probably very different even three weeks ago than it is right now. And we um, we moved our workforce home, um, the majority of them home last week. And um, as we know, everyone is doing this on a very accelerated timeline right now. So it's a little bit trickier than it would be normally. But I think one of the most important things is for employers to make sure that their expectations are clear. You know, that we really know what it is we're going to be asking people to do as they move home because for many industries, what our priorities are, are shifting, right? You know, who are the things that our clients are asking from us or the kinds of work that we're doing um, are shifting in, in a response to um, to COVID-19. So I think employers need to start with very clear expectations and the goals of work and be able to to articulate that to our people. So um, what are our guidelines? What are the expectations? Um, and that can include everything from, you know, making sure that we have remote work policies in place, right? So so that if we have client privacy um, requirements, that we're making sure that we adhere to those, that we're following the IT security protocols so, so we don't wind up with, with a problem, and that, you know, people really feel that they can continue to be productive and connected to their workplaces while they are r- working remotely. And, and one of the things that you mentioned, you, you put an article together about this, um, is mm-hmm. to be realistic. All of these things that you're saying, they're super important. And they need to be there, but it's not obviously going to work in every situation. Totally. 100%. And I think, you know, we have uh, uh, technology is a really great example, right? So um, uh, we have to be realistic about timelines. People aren't all going to just move home and instantly be at full speed, especially when many, many of us have um, child care and elder care responsibilities um, uh, in our homes. And that is coming along with, with that shift. So I think frank conversations about timelines and 
and um, openness and transparency. You know, if someone is working on a project, is it going to be delayed? Um, is it going to be more difficult to get the information that they need and the connection with other people to move that work along? And, you know, establishing those boundaries and that trust between um, uh, a manager and the folks that are working with them is, is so crucial right now. How can you make sure that that, that relationship is maintained and that trust is maintained even though you're in two separate spaces or multiple different spaces for the <laughs> Well, you know what? I th- I think I think all of us can rely on our expertise with um, social media, all those all that scrolling in the evenings that we've done. Um, really we can bring that to work now. So there's so many apps. I mean, regardless of whether you're using something like Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or or even just a, you know, an iPhone text chat group or if you're for example using something like Slack, which is an instant messaging, um, creating groups and regular checkpoints and sort of we, we refer to it as a virtual water cooler um, for people to gather around. And, and so I know a lot of our teams have done things like shared photos of their workspace. Um, they have coffee together at particular times of the day to make sure that there are those connections. And for managers, you know, they're the timing for connection with our people has to be so ramped up right now. If you used to talk to somebody every two days, now it needs to be twice a day just to make sure that people are doing okay. Because it, it's, you know, it's it's a very challenging time for everyone right now. And speaking of that communication, the way we're going about our communication, like you mentioned, is is a lot different. So what are some ways that people can make that work in a way that they're not getting into situations like we've seen on social media? So I think the big thing is um, if we're talking about, you know, tone and the way that we're approaching people is, you know, managers are, are kind of in a tough spot right now. They're trying to manage their own um, their own lives and their own feelings, and they want to make sure that the objectives of their employers are being met still. And sometimes, as they're learning to manage remotely, they can wind up, you know, coming across a little cold. And so I think for, for everyone, we need to be really human right now and to build in some time to, of course, you know, um, to talk about those expectations, to talk about project deadlines, to talk about business, but also to talk about, you know, what the realities are. You know, how, how are you feeling? How are you coping? What mental health resources are there for you? Um, if there are going to be challenging decisions made in your business, to be as transparent as you can um, about those decisions. And I think there is so much opportunity for organizations right now to strengthen and reinforce the kind of culture that they're trying to build. Um, but it's going to take time and a really um, concerted effort to be able to do that. In some situations, if you really look at it, it's, it's if we ever do get back to the office, it feels like it's going to be a stronger bond, even though we're all so far apart. So much so. We talk about, we've been talking about this constantly. We have gotten things done um, as teams and organizations that we never would have imagined possible in, because everyone is just so committed right now to, to making sure that um, the people and the organization are able to weather this storm and, um, you know, there, there really have been incredible opportunities to celebrate. And I think um, I really look forward to, to what our organization is going to look like after um, we get through this together because unbelievable, the people that have really stepped up and been leaders at 
all levels of the organization. It's been really interesting to watch projects that would typically take someone, let's just say, a week to do, and it's happening in less than 24 hours. It's it's unbelievable. Like, it's kind of amazing. And just the, the ingenuity and um, entrepreneurial skill that people have um, when we're having to find workarounds, because a lot of those barriers have been removed, right? Because organizations are saying, oh, we need to get this done right away. And, and it, other people are relying on it to make that work transition go smoothly. And even if it's not a perfect solution, it's a solution. And it's sort of opening up new doors that, that I think many, many organizations were not even aware of. Now, going back to something that you said earlier, a lot of these people that are working from home now, they're transitioning to the work from home, but they're also transitioning to having to take care uh, of little children or, like you said, elderly care. What kind of advice should employers be sending home to their employees to help them to deal with all of these extra distractions and things that make it in the way uh, of them doing their work? So I don't know that it's advice necessarily. Again, I think it's about expectations because if if you are measuring work in projects or, say, client touch points or um, if there are very clear deliverables, um, uh, you know, calls received, those kinds of things, if you're very clear about what the expectations are, it makes it easier for everyone because then people don't feel guilty when they need to feed their kids lunch or take their dog for a walk. Um, uh, focusing our work on projects, I think, is one of the most important things that we can do. I think being flexible, both employees and employers, um, in terms of the timing of the work. So, for example, it might be easier for some to um, shift their work schedule so that their partner perhaps is home um, if they're still working outside the home or to work earlier in the morning. And if the work can be flexible, if there's um, uh, that option, then do it. Rotating shifts. Um, to, to really ask somebody for what the solution is if they're struggling. And again, it's all about relationship because if somebody is struggling and not telling you they're struggling, that's really where it's going to break down, right? And, um, and I think, you know, to recognize as well that employees who are maybe checking out a little and, and distracted and not, not meeting their objectives may be struggling with some mental health um, challenges and to make sure that employers are reaching out um, to check in on their folks. So really, we need to look at everything in every situation uh, in its own way. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think, you know, I, I think millennials take a lot of flack for unnecessarily. I think, you know, youth have shown us that you can work in all kinds of different ways. You can work remotely so successfully from a, a coffee shop or a beach or whatever, you know, when we can go back to coffee shops and beaches. Um, I, I think <laughs> those same skills are, are re- people are really discovering that they possess them. But it's not easy for everyone if you haven't done it before to, to be self-motivated and disciplined. So, um, you know, sh- again, sharing resources like this, right? Having, having, um, uh, someone to talk to and those tips and tricks. Um, there's lots of great resources and articles that can be a, a starting point. Um, and when it comes to transitioning, you have yourself transitioned to work from home. What would you say is the most difficult part of that? Uh, I think I miss, I miss the, the connection directly with other people. Um, I think uh, one of the challenges in this time um, can also be that, you know, for lots of folks in leadership positions, I think it can be very difficult to cut off at the end of the day. And, um, you know, work for many people right now, I think, is a very welcome relief to 
to a lot of the things that are happening in the world. And I think, you know, we got to be careful. We talk about, uh, about um, you know, staff members, but leaders also have to be mindful that working too much can put them at risk for, for getting ill and not supporting their families in the way that they need to. So I think that's something that um, that, that is my personal challenge. At the end of this pandemic um, and when we're all back to our new normal, do you think there'll be a, a massive change in the workplace? I don't know that we can even forecast what those changes are going to be. I do think that people are being asked to rise to the occasion in totally new ways. And I think people are building resilience and skill in ways that they you know, in ways that they perhaps didn't even imagine that they that they were capable of. And I think that will change the workplace. And I think it'll for many organizations, people are going to see their colleagues in new ways. Um, And I think I think challenge always requires innovation. And that is always a good thing. For people that are looking for resources out there in this situation, uh, what where would you guide them to? Well, um, shameless plug, of course, we do have a human resources um, company. We're one of the largest human res- full-service HR consulting firms in Western Canada, so People First HR. Um, I would suggest reaching out, connecting, and pretty much any kind of HR-related resource they're able to provide, including an on-call um, uh, service that where they've got access all the time by email or, or on-call for folks that need additional help. Um, or I would start with some really reputable um, online sources. Harvard Business Review is a great resource, um, and peers, right? I think I think your peers, everyone is is um, going through this together. So pick someone's brain and um, see what they've learned. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kim. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.